Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Yo, Jimbo. Yo, Jimmy Star, you're on. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And before we get started and saying hello to everybody in the chat room, let's say hello to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. After last week's disaster here on our show, we lost all of you for half of the show. But I understand that our wonderful, um, <laughs> my God, I forgot his name. Chad. Chad. How could I forget your name, Chad? I'm Say losing what? it. Our wonderful Chad did a brilliant job. Everybody on my Facebook page wrote, not to worry, uh, Brad, not Brad, Chad was wonderful <laughs> the whole time. Right and, on, good uh, to hear. If, if ever I pass away on the show, Chad can take over. You got your spot. Perfect. Anyway, I, I, almost did pass, uh, oh, I almost did pass out this year. Why am I not speaking correctly? Chad, what side am I on? You are on the right side that you should be on. Okay. Oh, see, on our monitor, we're reversed. Now I'm I'm noticing a little popping on the uh, the audio. Say it again, Chad. I said I'm noticing some popping on your audio. I'm wondering if it's because we're using this new recording stuff, or is it? Give me some. Give me some words, Ron. What word would you like? I'm wonderful, I'm fabulous, I'm beautiful, I'm perfect, I'm divine. Is there enough words for you? Now you talk, Jim. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? We got some popping, and we're trying to figure it out before we do our first interview. You know, like because I have trouble when I use that recording software. Like that's when you were telling me we were having problems. Mm. You know, and that's why I stopped using it. So maybe it's just terrible recording software. If you see me beating myself to death with my microphone, you know why. Every (laughs) week there's some other bullshit with this crappy, crappy equipment. We've got to throw it all out and have beautiful equipment brought in that costs like $65,000. So if anybody out there is super rich and they want to help us out, send us $65,000 so that we can buy beautiful equipment and deliver to you a fabulous show. What do you think, Chad? Well, I just I just killed the audio. I just killed the uh, the recorder and the popping stopped. So there's a that problem. Must be then. Oh, so we have to find this. a better recorder. Then I'll oh, get it for pop, us if you find this. it. Pop this, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy Starr takes. Oh, me. Yeah, no, wait, wait, we got to. We have to talk, say hello to everybody in the chat room. And oh, we got to say, we gotta say hello to Chad. What's up, Chad? Hello, they never I'm say Chad. Hello to me, the chat room. They never do. They always say hello. You just don't. Well, I don't read it because you got the thing on your side. Well, that's okay. And you won't let me read Can what they say. Somebody get the man a chat room, please. What's up, chat room? First of all, we want to say hi to everybody in the chat room, which there's a whole bunch of people. I know uh, Dave from Stars Now UK is in the chat room, and Goddess is in the chat room, and Illy from Estonia is in the chat room, and Iris is in the chat room from Germany, and Iris Ginger is in the chat room. So what's up, everybody? Uh, Tristan from uh, Australia is in the chat room. Hey, Tristan. I was worried. Did you read my Facebook note to you? I was worried that you thought I was angry about the gutter language. No, I wasn't angry at all. I was just trying to make a point. Uh, Tristan, I love you, and you're fabulous. I never want to lose you as as a friend, not even a fan, as a friend, because you're the sweetest guy in the world. And we also have... uh Czar Drew, I mean, Emperor Drew is in, in the uh, chat oh, I'm room. Su- I'm surprised he survived the cruise to Alaska. That bitch was on board, Liz, Liz Lauren. Oh, and uh-huh. Naomi Jacobs is in the chat room. So what's up, everybody? Meanwhile, um, you should know the trouble Liz Lauren caused on the ship. You would not <laughs> believe it. She was screaming like a crazy woman one night, drunk out of her mind, because somebody accused her of killing men in Alaska. Well, yeah, there used to be 10 men to every woman. Now there's only five. And they said that Liz Lauren screwed them all to death. So they, you know, they hated her. So they threw her overboard. I understand she's still swimming to L.A. (laughs) Well, she she wants to be Esther Williams so bad. (laughs) Anyway, Drew, you poor thing that you had to put up with Liz Lauren on that wonderful trip to Alaska to freeze your nuts off. Was it cold up there? I hate. I would never do that cruise to Alaska. I want to go like south where it's hot. I hate the cold weather. Tristan says, Ronnie, I know your sense of humor. Thank you. Laugh out loud. Good, Tristan, because, you know, you're one of my favorite people, and I would never, ever want to hurt your feelings or in any way, you know, lose you as one of our buddies. But seriously, you know, Liz Lauren does cause a lot of trouble. For those of you who don't know who Liz Lauren is, please go to, what is it, honey, Emerald? Emerald Kingdom. Emerald Kingdom. Info, I think. Where I am the uh, Grand Duke of something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They keep changing my friggin' title. <laughs> Next, I'm going to be Miss Sewer of 1943. But anyway, um, go go to Emerald Kingdom and follow it and support it because it's a wonderful foundation. And Liz Lauren is one of the most outstandingly gorgeous female impersonators. She does Sophia Loren and looks exactly like Sophia Loren. I mean, she's a wonderful performer. Too bad she's such a slut. But anyway, you know, we all can't be perfect, can we? But seriously, go there, send some money. They could use the money and, uh, you know, support our cause. 
and say hi to Eileen Shapiro's in the chat room. So what's up, Eileen? Eileen, I miss you. I never see you. It's just disgusting. I mean, it's because I'm gay, right? You hate gay <laughs> yeah. people. I know she does. She Actually. Won't, she won't have anything to do with any gay people. Yeah. Uh, Mike Greco. Remember Mike Greco, the cute guy we had on two I weeks loved ago? him. He's got a show Saturday night in New York that we may go to. I'm going. I think Mike Greco's fabulous. He was one of the nicest guys in the world. And getting back to Eileen Shapiro, she is homophobic. That's why she owns a house on Fire Island in Cherry Grove where they're all whores. I mean, everybody in Cherry Grove is just slutty, trashy, and disgusting. Eileen says hello. Hello, Eileen. Is that all I get? It's just a hello? What do you want? There's only like a few spaces to write. It's like well, Twitter. You can't write very much. Well, you know, <laughs> ever since I stopped cursing on my show, she gave me up. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> she wants nothing to do with my clean persona anymore. So you got a couple of you got a couple of minutes. Why don't you tell everybody all the great pl things you did this weekend? Well, tell me one so I can remember. I took you to a great restaurant. Oh, yeah. We were in Princeton, New Jersey. And... Uh, we passed a, a, a White Castle hamburger, Rhea. For those of you who do not know what White Castle is, it's like where they grind up roadkill and they make <laughs> it into like a pate and they put it on a little bun with onion. I like that she loves crap. gay whores. <laughs> what does she say? I love gay whores. <laughs> 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 anyway, in my day, I used to hang out at a bar called Gill Days on Queens Boulevard in Sunnyside, New York. We were all teenagers. Well, you know, Mr. Gilday used to proof us, but he was so drunk, the old guy, he never knew. We'd say, yeah, 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 I'm 18, I'm 18, and we'd pull our, our licenses away. Anyway, we used to drink in those days because we're kids, and I, my drink was gin and tonic. And right next door was White Castle all night driving. So at three in the morning, we were half loaded. We go in there and we'd order like 50 cents worth of hamburgers because they were five cents a piece. They're tiny little hamburgers and 10 cents for the orange drink and never got sick, never threw up. I guess it was the alcohol and the gin and tonic that killed all the bacteria and the syphilated germs that are in the hamburger syphilated. meat. <laughs> Now, Jimmy takes me in there, and I'm mortified. I said, Jimmy, I don't know if I could do this. You know, I have a very sensitive stomach. I had never eaten there before. I couldn't wait. Right, he couldn't wait. He took his first bite and screamed out, awesome. Oh, is this good? I love this place. It food is delicious. And he was eating the French fries that were not even cr crunchy. They were like rubber. And on the edges, it felt like there was some kind of growth. You know, things were growing on the edges. Anyway, was, he was eating. You told me it tasted the same, though. They did taste the same. But the only thing is I didn't have any liquor in me. So I got <laughs> sick. And I started to want to throw up and everything else. And I got deathly ill from them. Uh, you know, when you get older, you cultivated a, a stomach that's different from when you're a kid. When you're a kid, you could eat nails and you're fine. But when you're my age, you know, 50, you start to... Uh, sensitivity about a lot of things and eating white castle is one of them but jimmy can't wait to I go back it. he asked if they have them in palm springs and i said god forbid but you know we will track them down but then i did tell jimmy you can buy them in the supermarket in the freezer i don't like those ones well it's the same jimmy it's the same poison i know but you if, have to scrape you can't, they put onions on it and it's too well, hard to get the onions the, off. if you scrape the onions off the cat meat and dog meat and horse meat <laughs> yeah, then it's a hamburger chad do you ever eat at crystal uh, only if I'm like very intoxicated and it's like three in the morning. 
Because it, like it's me. it's very similar to tra- it's very similar to Crystal. Like the hamburgers are very similar to Crystal. Yeah, like those, I used to the, eat that when I was in college when poor. You have to eat those things immediately because they will turn into their own monsters within like an hour. <laughs> no, no, they, you know that the hamburger had teeth. <laughs> I, I don't know I what it you, is. When you swallow it, it chews away your intestines. It's not and your good. rectum. It, it's, <clears> the it's the only horrible. thing. It's the only thing open at that time of night. So right. Right, I freaking right. like love it. Now, on the very, very sad side, and I have to talk about this. I knew Joe Bologna. I knew Joe for maybe 10 years. And Renee Taylor, of course. You know, the whole nanny crew with Fran Drescher and, and all of them. Um, Joe Bologna was probably one of my favorite interviews I have ever done. And Tab Hunter was the other. Um Joe is an Italian from Brooklyn with the family, and off camera, all we did was talk about his family, and he told me this whole life story, his mom, his dad, his brothers, his children. I've never met a more talented man in my life who wrote, acted, and was marvelous in everything he did that was so humble and so down to earth and so paisan. He was like your buddy. You feel like you were having a beer with him in the local neighborhood bar. Joe Bologna, there was no bullshit with him, no fancy schmancy stuff. He had no airs. He didn't carry on about being a very successful Oscar-nominated actor who's who's just brilliant at all the work that he's ever done. Married to Renee Taylor, who I adore, who is probably one of the funniest ladies <clears throat> excuse me, in the business today. They had a love affair for over 55 years. They met as young people, and they married. And they they were together. They were lovers always. I was at an affair with them several years ago, and I sat opposite Joe and Renee for the evening, and she laid her head on his shoulder, and she was caressing him, and he was loving her. I mean, they had a marriage that was not a Hollywood marriage, and they loved each other very much. So I want to send my deepest sorrow to Renee. I can't get through to her, obviously, because the whole world is trying to get through to her. So if anybody's listening that knows Renee, please tell Renee that Ron, Ron Russell, sends his love and he totally understands what it is to go through the pain that you're going through because I went through it when I lost my lover of 46 years, Saldi George, to pancreatic cancer. The same thing Joe died from. Joe Bologna passed away from pancreatic he fought it for three years and lost and we had him on our show you had him on our show three years ago i had joe on our show um i just can't tell you how horrible it is growing old i have lost my jane russell who i adore beyond belief don't start crying now (laughs) god forgive me (sighs) keep going I have lost so many people that I truly loved. And that's the bad part about outliving everybody. You know, the older you get, the less people are around you. And I've lost so many wonderful people. Esther Williams was wonderful. Of course, Jane Russell, I repeat. So many, so many, so many entertainers who are truly not snobs, not nasty, not. They were just wonderful people who happened to work in a factory making films. Anyway, I want everybody out there to know that Joe Bologna was one of the kindest, nicest, sweetest, dearest friends I have ever had. 
and I will miss him always because I used to always look for Joe when I was out in California. He seemed to always pop up in the places that I used to go to. Rest in peace, Joe. Travel well. And you know what? Wait. It won't be long. Another 30 years and I'll be there. We can hang and have there a There you go. Time. Eileen says that I'm always trying to kill you, so she'll take you to dinner Saturday night. <laughs> no, 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 no. And we got to call I, our first guest. As I told everyone now, when we go to dinner, I pay because I'm not waiting for Jimmy. You know, I go to five-star restaurants. I like good dining, clean food, clean kitchens. And uh, these days are over of going to IHOP for one and all that jazz. <laughs> anyway, so Chad, is that you calling them? That is. Okay, do you want to play a song while we're doing it or no? You don't have to if you'd like okay, to. Okay, because I don't see him there. Oh, there we go. Hold on. Here he comes. Here he comes, everybody. The Let's Mac. see. There we go. What's up? G Tom Mac, hi. Those are some cool shades you got on. <laughs> hey, G Tom, come, come a little bit closer. Come a little bit closer to your screen. Come a little bit closer to your screen. You're too Good. far back in the so room there. You, you like Jimmy Starr's fairy cool. glasses? I call them fairy glasses. <laughs> Because they're so bright mean. gay pink. Ah, we've never met, have we? No, this is cool. Ron, my husband. I know, I know who he is. I know that you know, but I just never, we've never had the honor. So shaky. No, but I've heard all about you. Jimmy said he knows you for a long time, and you're an old friend, and that's nice. Because any old friend of Jimmy's has got to be an enemy of mine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I'm almost nah, there. You're, you're a very nice bloke. He told. <laughs> very, very nice guy. <laughs> So I'm expecting a really terrific interview. And see, look, G, they match. I got, I have, I have, uh, I have pink flamingos on my shirt. So the pink glasses match the pink flamingos. You can't get any gayer than that. Anyway, I have sunglasses on my shirt. The little blue things that look like dots are sunglasses. And they match your glasses, G. And I think they're such a cool shirt. I'm a little senile, you know. I think I'm 16, so I wear clothes like the kids wear. Instead of wearing pampers or depends, I wear shorts. But I'm really at the age where Depends and Pampers are um, the thing. <laughs> All right, so talk a little bit. I Let's wish make they, wait, I wish it would make designer Pampers or designer <laughs> Depends. I want to, before we introduce you, I mean, we're live now and everybody hears everything that's going on, but yeah. I want to just say, say a couple things to make sure we can all hear you well. I can say a couple of things so you all can hear me. Do there you, you go. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. That works perfect. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented G. Tom Mack. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Jimmy. Hey there, Ron. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Normally I would introduce him, but since we introduced him just then, we'll just say, how about say hi to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Welcome back, Mr. Mack. It's been a couple of years. Good to see you. Hey, I remember. I wasn't on this show when no, you were on. No, no so it's like five He had years. some boring people, I understand. The show was a horror. <laughs> The show was what like number 9,000, you know, on the charts. <laughs> now we're number one, the best uh, kind of show. show. He best likes to boast, G. Did you know that? <laughs> right now, there are over four and a half million people. No, not right world. now, but throughout, well, the, throughout the week. Four and a half million people are going to look at you. So you can curse if you want. It's okay. <laughs> I don't curse anymore. I cleaned up my gutter mouth because, you no, know. No, he didn't. Yes, I did. I, everybody's going to be amazed. This whole two hours, I won't say one F word. Yes, you will. Or anyway, we, hold word. on. We have a chat room full of people, Jesus. Say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody in the chat room. Rocking out? You doing there good? There you go. All yeah. right. 
So anybody who uh, doesn't know, like I've known G. Tom Mack for a really long time, and uh, he does all kinds of really cool things, but he's most well-known for being an incredible songwriter and singer. And anybody knows that The Lost Boys is my favorite movie almost of all time. And um, if you guys know that song, Cry Little Sister, which basically is The Lost Boys song, that's G. Tom Mack who wrote it and sings it, and it's like one of the most iconic film songs in history. So, So hello, and I'm happy to see you. Happy to see you, too. Thanks for the um, wonderful intro there. Absolutely. It was an honest intro. We don't do bullshit intros here. <laughs> if, you, if you are nobody and you stink, we say, this creepy nobody stinks, but we had him on because he's no somebody, like a relative. <laughs> well, we'll see how this interview goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go really well. you got to, like, love it. And, and I actually, you guys, I met G. Tom Mack at a conference uh, you know how everybody goes to those conventions many, many, many years ago, and um, I was friends with Corey Haim and, and Brooke McCarter. Rest in peace, both of them, that they've both passed, but uh, both of them introduced me to G. I always was a big fan of his music. Um, he's continuing in the Lost Boys vein, and in a little while we're going to talk about a new musical he's putting together about the Lost Boys. He sent us some clips of some songs. We're going to play some of that, but before we go into that, I thought we would just catch up a little. Say that again. First time ever, people will be hearing clips from the musical. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be really cool. Did you get funded yet? Oh, yeah. I don't Good. do things without being funded, mate. Well, you know, <laughs> everybody, everybody that comes on our show, you know, everyone that comes on our show is always looking for funding. I'm waiting for, you know, Frank Sinatra to come up from the grave and <laughs> ask for funding. <laughs> I mean, people do. There's, there's, there's many good projects out there that should be funded. You know, I, I know, know that, but they fund the garbage. Yeah, well, Unfortunately. Some, some stuff's good, but, you know, they do fund a lot of garbage. I agree with that. Now, tell me a little bit about your musical and why should I go see it? Uh, free, you got to comp me. I never pay. <laughs> I, think I think it's very much a musical that, um, from a very amazing uh, film and um, called Lost Voice. Uh, my story is basically the backstory. I mean, it's a prequel to every... You, you get to know all the... In the movie, you didn't really know what anybody, where it came from, what, how it all got there, and, we, and nor should you. It was just a really great film put together in a way where you sort of got youth angst by a vampire. In my story, you get the story of David, you know, when he starts off in Lithuania as a five-year-old orphan in an orphanage, and you get the backstory to how he gets to America by being adopted by um, parents from Nova Scotia. And... Um, this is in 1970, and you get to see how he grows up in Nova Scotia and gets out on the road and meets the other vampires across the country and end up in California. So first of all, too, let me tell oh, wait, everybody. Hold this on, is, hold on. Oh. Here's, here's my chance. If ever you want me to play a gay vampire, I'm great. <laughs> I look like Dracula easily. <laughs> I just don't sleep for two nights and drink a lot of vodka, and Dracula, there he is. <laughs> Musical world is full of variety. You never know. <laughs> That's right. So so one thing, too, um, which I know Lost Boys fans know this, but I don't know if everybody else knows it, that this is the 30th anniversary of The Lost Boys and uh, of the film The Lost Boys, you guys. It's like such an iconic film. So let's go back. Like, So your, your musical version is going to be called The Lost Boys Story, and you've done a soundtrack, and the soundtrack's coming out. I, I believe they told me it's coming out in September. Yeah, late September. Yeah, early October. We're still at the, I'm, I don't sleep anymore. So um, I'm quite not the vampire. That's okay. Sleep yeah. all. Sleep all. Uh, yeah, what's the song? Sleep all day, party all night. 
All, all the talented people I, I know. That, all night, that's the only part that's missing. Is the party I, part. All the genius people I know don't sleep. It's the dummies that sleep. <laughs> because they have nothing in their head, so they can fall asleep. But when you're creative and talented, your head's just going a mile a minute. You can't sleep. So, Listen, so, do you think you're going to go to Broadway um, in New York City? It's, we're all, you know, I've got some great producers in New York, and all of this stuff is going that way. And um, we're, you know, it's not like just going to do a high school play at this point. You know, we're actually making really good headway. People, um, some really good people involved that are of the theater world that are just embracing what I've written. And um, yeah, we're, we're- In your mind, have you any idea who you'd cast? Uh, the idea was to release, to release the soundtrack because everybody just thought the music was pretty stellar and fantastic, which was great to hear because I don't know after a while, I wrote 45 songs to get 11 songs to make Act 1 and Act 2 really tie in and work together. But um, yeah, it's been well received to the powers that be. And, um, got a great have, you, have you cast this? Ron had asked, did you, have you already have an idea of who will play this once it goes out? Uh, uh yeah, we're going. We're, we're we're going into that phase very shortly, and uh, we've already we already have people in mind. Yeah. Do, do you have a female character about thirty five years old? <laughs> no, <laughs> not me. Not don't get stupid. No, I know. No, you. Michelle Dockery. Dockery. Dockery from Abington is probably downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey is probably the greatest actress of our time. She can sing like a bird. She's gorgeous and she's very popular and hot right now. And she would do your musical a big, big push. I love her. He's in love with Mr. I'm, lo I'm gay and I'm in love with her. I watch everything she does. She, I said she's a young Betty Davis. Right now she's in a series in America where she has an American accent playing a whore, a junkie, a murderer, and a thief, which is a far stretch from her, you know, Mary in um, – Downtown Actually, Abbey. Actually, hang on, hold on. You're in, you're because you're from, you're from the UK. Like, did you, did you watch Downtown Abbey? I watched some of it. Yeah, I mean, what I could, you know, I mean, by the time She's, I watch anything, it's like late at night, and then of course I fall asleep watching it. Well, her, portra her portrayal of Mary was absolutely the best performance I've ever seen for a pr actress in that era. That costume and holding her own against a stellar cast of Maggie Smith and everybody else. So, so consider her. You know, listen, you can't write something and not have people in mind. You know, for the part of Star, there's been a few wonderful actresses that we're looking at. And, um, you know, and um, just the, the part of Max is quite an extraordinary um, build. Well, Michelle oh. is good. If you book Michelle, you're going to have a, a, a good draw <laughs> because thousands of fans, she's got such a fan base now. Yeah, well, I'll check her out. Absolutely. And you know what? Now you owe me. So when you, if you do hire her, if. you have to come to dinner with Michelle and I and Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. He wants to get her. We we have some people from uh, Downton Abbey coming on in two weeks, and like he's going to be hitting them up because he wants Michelle. Dockery. I want Michelle that's on like his, our show. That's his so like bad. Angelina Jolie now or something. But anyway, let's go back. All right. I, lo I love her. So She's you have wonderful. a soundtrack coming out, and nobody's heard any of these clips. And I've got four short clips, so I thought we would play them a little bit as we're like going along and talk a little bit in between them. Um, 
Uh, I actually love the Sleep All Day and Long Hot Summer. Like I listened to them like 20 times today because they were really, really great. I love them to death. But I think uh, since they're short, we're going to play them. Chad, do you have uh, Once Upon? Yes, I do. All right. So you introduce it for us, G. We're going to play it. And then. Uh, Wait, one question. You have a song called Long Hot Summer? Yeah. There is another song with Paul Newman and Joe and Woodward from the movie Long Hot Summer. Sure, and it, it was sung same to work for this, for this particular play. I mean, are you allowed to use the same title? Oh, yeah, I think it's can. over 50 years anyway. No, you can use the same title anyway. That was a 1958 or 59 movie. All right, let's go back, because well, you're going to get to that one when you get to hear that one. But yeah, I, I, I want to hear all his music. I'm fascinated gonna, by him already. It's like he's a great guy. We're going to do Once Upon, so you introduce it for us, G. Tell us a little bit about it, and then, Chad, you got it ready? Hi, Captain. All right. We're going to listen upon, to your music now. Actually, Once Upon opens up Act 1, where um, we find David. Um, I don't think you're on the uh, Yes, he is. He is on the air. Shh, be quiet. Let him finish. No, but I don't know if he's on the air. If yes, he's on the air. He's Chad's not... playing the music. No, he's got to introduce it. Anything, so right? Oh, play oh it. sorry. On. Sorry about that. Anyway, basically, this, it opens up Act One, and it tells the story of David in the you know at the age of five, gets adopted, and it basically um, we see an interview in the beginning with Max, who is the head who runs the orphanage, and couple that are adopting David to bring him to America from Lithuania. So, All right, so this is it, you guys. Once Upon from the, the soundtrack for A Lost Boy's Story, coming out sometime later this year in the fall. Here you go. Is he a vampire yet? Once I was an orphan in my bleak and soulless place. Five years into my life, who would come and save this face? Lost within these children, I grow sad before my time. My only recollection of being loved was in my mind Once upon infusion lights when I and I was safe to know the lesser evil ran no longer through my veins five years into my life I stood there to be chosen A mother and a father Why no joy in my emotions Once
go. Once Upon. Sounds good. All right, everybody. So that's Once Upon from the uh, soon-to-be musical A Lost Boys Story, and that's the opening song for the first act, and it's by G. Tom Mack, who we are on the line with right now. And everybody in the chat room says they love the song and love your voice, so that's really cool. And Just do me a favor. When you're on Broadway, please don't charge 300 a ticket. <laughs> Give everybody a break. <clears throat> you know, Broadway with Bette Midler has gone nuts. I know Bette. I love her to death, but she ain't worth 300 bucks. <laughs> Two people, 600 bucks. I could get her. I could lay her for a thousand. She'd put out for a thousand. I don't have to give her 600. <laughs> no, seriously. It's ridiculous. 300 plus dinner plus parking. You're talking 500 bucks, 600 bucks evening. For what? Two hours of Bette Midler doing her same shtick that Actually, she's done for 40, 50 years. They're saying hauntingly good, classic, hauntingly good, excellent music. Reminds me of a singer, Fr David, who I have no idea what that is. Um, but everybody in the chat room actually like loves it, and I think uh, I think right. you're gonna have a hit because the Lost Boys has so many fans. I mean, my especially for my generation, I noticed because we've had a bunch of younger horror movie, um, you know, people and aficionados on the show recently. And when I ask them if they know the Lost Boys, I'm surprised how many people actually don't. Uh, you know, know it, but for anybody who's probably over 40, it's got to be like one of the most iconic like vampire movies in history. I think there's so many fans that are much younger fans these days. Right. Question. My, my audience is in their 20s, and you know, when they come to my shows, it's like there's people from that period, but there's a, it because of the it, it became one of those cult followed films that just was played on on the telly all the time, and or people the would telly. just with mm -hmm. it. You know, um, so, but it, it, it's really, it's, yeah, I mean, there's certainly enough fans out there that I certainly know because the downloads of Cry Little Sister alone have been enormous over the years. And just the fact that it garnered me, you know, Eminem became a fan of mine and sampled me on the recovery album on You Never Over. Well, you never got a Grammy. Yeah, so it's just it also was a film ahead of its time. Now we look back at it and it's okay, but when it first came out and you saw those kids flying all over, that was a big deal. We weren't doing that in film then, so it was a pace setter. Well, it definitely had, you know, an incredible way in which it still stands up today. Yeah, yeah. So now, actually, tell me if you're on when when you're on Broadway. Are you going to have live orchestra, or are you going to use recorded music? Using both, actually. We're doing, because I prefer to have, I like to have the pit with a good orchestra in there to do, and I also, but I also want to be able to keep it modern, and there's a lot of aspects to, you know, the theater. Effects, effects. And make things, you know. Yeah. I've, what I've done with Lost Boys is I've kept the retro factor, but I've made, have it, have it bit modern as well, you know. I always describe it when somebody says, what's that mean? I said, well, remember when Amy Winehouse put Back to Blackout? And I said, well, she made, she had retro, but she made it modern. Modern, so, yep. Right. That's right. all you can give, you know? So, um, but, so let's let's do this, though, because I want to play. I have something else I want to bring up as a part of the conversation, but I want everybody to hear Sleep All Day because, like, I think that that is, like, so badass. Yeah, and, well, uh, the tagline to Lost Boys on the poster, it was never actually said in the movie but it, there's a tagline that says sleep all day party all night it's fun to be a vampire that was he actually on the bill on the banner that they um uh, when it first came out so i thought hmm i should take that make a song out of it and um i did so i'm really pleased yeah it's re this is this is a choreographer's delight i mean the choreographers that we've been meeting with amazing you know 
people we've been talking with um, that have just said, oh my God, this could just be, you know. Massive. It, it definitely <laughs> has what, you know, I wanted it to be as a song. And, um, and a so, so, Chad, you got that? Yes, sir. Um, all right, so this is Sleep All Day, you guys, from uh, the Lost Boy, a Lost Boy story. This is G Tom Mac. Check it out. Sleep All Day. Party all night. Sleep all day. Party all night. Oh, yeah. Nothing like nocturnal ways, 24 hour shades, party power. Wake up at 5 p.m., that's a right about when magic hour. Oh yeah, when all you geeks break loose from the workaday news, I'll be rolling. Oh, I'm breakfast of Chinese chow and my whiskey sour, I'll be grooving. Piled on it. The drag about daylight, everything's so bright and demeaning. Are you gonna waste away in the sun, French job, and all your dreaming? I find the boys and girls of the boardwalk world making parties. Come, come, come on, flip your switch, baby. Lights up, bitch. Let's get on it. Let's get on it. Cause there's nothing like a sleep all day. Me damaged. What they do? Still, I'm a cool, safe bet for every dude reject trying to manage. Watch me now, watch me now. Don't blame me for my world. Let your boy and girl wanna party. That's why I flip this switch, baby. Life's a bitch. Let's get naughty. Cause there's nothing like a sleep all day. And party all night. We gonna sleep. everybody so that's sleep all day by g tom mac and with the 30th lost boys 30th anniversary i know you do you go to a lot of conventions and stuff and that you're performing in a lot of celebrations in the u.s and the uk i bring it up because some of the people actually we met tim capello uh at a convention um mm -hmm. which i was thrilled because i like you but know, before we go any further we, let me just tell everybody out there i think this guy's music is really something else do you agree with me absolutely the chat room does it's hopping it's kicking I want to see the musical, but as I said, I'd I'd like to be comped. Opening <laughs> opening night, I want Only opening you. night, uh, fifth row center opening night. I have to tell you though, like everybody everybody's saying that they love both of the songs and they really like them, but everybody said that that uh, 
that they love that, that they like the first one better, a little bit better, and it has a Lestat attitude. And everybody, there's not one person who says they don't like it in the chat room, which is pretty good because sometimes it's a 50 50 split. Well, everybody why, why loves would it. they not like it? It's great. You know, when it's something is good, everybody likes it. Once Upon is more like you, very much related to Cry Little Sister, and I think that's the attraction probably. Even Joel yes. Schumacher, when I played Joel Schumacher, who directed the uh, movie, when I sent him the music, which he, I was nervous to send him this music to this you know musical, but he just said, you hit it out of the park, and he says, Once Upon is one of the most brilliant pieces of music. And, you know, was, I, I mean, I can't, it doesn't get any better than that. So I think it's a bit of everything for everybody. You know, you can't. Absolutely. Cry Little Sisters throughout the whole movie, you know. I mean, throughout the musical. Listen, I, I'm friends with the guy that wrote, uh, what was it? What, what did, what's his name, right? Who? The musical, the one about the, the oh, Jesus Christ, when you get old, you friggin' forget everything. Uh, the bad guy and the good guy, Dr. Oh my God! The, the Broadway star hit musical, Doctor. Doctor. Oh Jesus! I'm I'm really I really should retire. I mean I really am worth <laughs> shit. I am really totally. Oh, you just cursed. No, that shit's not a curse. It's something we all do. Um, oh, you're talking about Doctor Jekyll and Mister yeah, Hyde. Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde. I went to the beginning of that when they were putting it together, and I thought to myself, you know what? This is ridiculous. It's never going to go anywhere or do anything. It's so stupid. Jekyll is sick, putting things, smoky things, and singing. Well, hello. Don't <laughs> don't go by my critiquing. <laughs> yeah, because it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit, but yours yours sounds great. The Lost Boys is a great movie. I always liked it, and I've seen it a couple of times. The thing about musicals, you really have to. It's all about the book. It's about the story, and it's about how you. It's not like you write a bunch of songs and then you you know okay, no. this is a musical. It's not that at all. It's all about the book. It's about creating a storyline that threads and works into the songs so it's much different than just writing songs per se as i absolutely do. because years ago we would go to broadway and we would see a story with music and the music was connected like angela lansbury and auntie mame the musical every lyric told the story of what she and her little nephew were going through so the music took you through it the same thing with gypsy it also takes you through it, but sometimes the musicals today, the music goes left and the story goes right, and we don't seem to get it. You know what I mean? We like like the music, but we hate the story. So you have to be careful to make the music bring out the story, and I agree. That's what you're doing now. Well, I think a great example of what Broadway is today is actually getting a lot more hipper, and you can take chances a bit with your writing of a book, such as what Hamilton did in American Idiot with Green Day. Um, you know, we're able to morph it a bit, but, but there's still a guideline in which you have to kind of build the story and how you get to song and how you create, how you get act one to really tell the story. Tell it. Mm -hmm. Two, you know, right. I mean, that's a big fault in Broadway, I mean, in theater world, is you can have a great beginning of act one and, and then you sort of fizzle out of act two because Goodbye. Yeah. you know, the dots, you know, I mean, it's all about... A compelling story and you want to be able that story only becomes compelling if you can really keep it flowing in the right way well, so let's I, i'm old theater i i always say on our show i believe a beginning a middle and an end if you don't have a beginning a middle and an end then you don't have anything you know it's just a bunch of hop 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 don't you agree with that 
Don't say don't, say do you. <laughs> Why don't you? I guess I get what you're saying. But, you know um, what I mean? I don't want to be hanging. I don't want an Alfred Hitchcock musical. You know, where there's no ending. You got to go walk out saying, what the fuck was, oops, what was that all about? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know anything you're talking about. All I know is what, I, I just like pushing things to a place where it can be new and fresh. And that's what Lost Boys the Musical is. It's not for, you know, for people that want to just go to, to Broadway to see something. It's just, you know, I mean, I love the, I love West Side Story. I love the classics, you know, all that stuff. I, so I learned from it. Right. But they had a beginning, a middle, and an end. I saw the Ginger Rogers musical out in L.A. when I was living out there. And it was a, a I don't know what it was. It was just a, a mess. Everybody, though, in the chat room is saying how everybody agrees that the best musicals combine the, combine the plot and the music. So everything, everybody's pretty much agreeing anyway. Yeah. Let's that, go that, to the that, next that's one. That's how we did it years ago. You want to hear? Yes. Rock on yeah. chat room. Yes, they love it. So let's go to the Long Hot Summer. Chad, you got Long Hot yes, Summer? Yes, this I want to hear. So this is a more of a... Tell us a little bit, because this is kind of more of a ballad It's a little bit slower. Yeah, well, I didn't really talk about Sleep All Day, Party All Night, what goes on in that scene, but you'll have to wait to see the musical for that. There you go. But uh, that's, that actually opens up back to Sleep All Day, Party All Night. Um, so what we have with the Long Hot Summer is, it, is the love affair between Michael and Star. And, you know, it's his basically, he's engaged with her now, engaged in the sense that he's fallen. Right, right. And, and her for him. But she's torn between him and David. And what she sees in Michael is a sense of like, well, he's not quite a vampire yet. But she also has the attraction to the power that David has. And, you know, the thing that we don't get in the movie is David comes off but you know rebel without a cause or that you know rebellious vampirism but he really you know he suffers from you know what i say in once upon it's um it, it, it's not easy to live a mortality to be immortal and that's what he i to. know i have a job with it <laughs> we get to see that he, he he wishes he could die as opposed to right just to rest. So this how, one's wait, how, wait, hang on. How about if David and Star were in love, but Star was a guy? Then it doesn't follow the movie. <laughs> no, but it follows gay world, and we are out there to get gay people visible. Visible. We don't he's want not. to. No, I, no, he's not gay, but I don't care who is. I don't. I don't ask people their sexuality. All I say is that we need to be visible, and it would be nice if David and Star were gay guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah. why not? I mean, it would be interesting. This version of it. It would, prob it would probably get a Tony because everybody on Broadway is gay. That's in the biz. <laughs> I'm a big advocate. Listen, I just wrote a piece on Twitter or whatever I did yesterday on everything that happened in Charlottesville. I don't want to get into that. No. But, you know, we, I don't go into politic things on social media because it's a never-ending wall of no respect. Yeah, yeah no, I don't no, either. No, we know that you're a Trump fan. There's no question about it. <laughs> <laughs> to your point about gayism in the theater world, trust me, I've lived in the theater world forever. Oh, it's I, fairyland. <laughs> it's fairyland, the theater. I don't think anybody's oh, straight. Because I want to go, let's because we're going to run out of time. We, we want to go to the long hot summer because everybody's going to really like yes. this. So, Chad, do you have the long hot summer? Ready to rock and roll. All right, everybody. So this is the long hot summer from a lost boy story, a clip from it written, written and performed by G. Tom Mack. Check it out. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Issue in Carafet. 
Once I you're everything Did you wake me from a dream In some complicated game Where I'd give you all of me I felt your blowing wind As you lit a candle flame I swore you'd go with me Summer. Hey everybody, we gotta turn that one off. So that's Long Hot Summer, you guys. I wanted to hear the whole thing. It's it's really good. Yeah, it's very, very good. Uh, I suspect you have a a a wonderful musical, and I know that it's gonna go places. And I'm so happy and anxious to be there opening night, fifth row center, for free. I'll give you a wonderful review. <laughs> so let's go back, though. All right. So first of all, okay. So you guys, G Tom Mac, he's gonna. You'll be following his social media. He's at G Tom Mac on Twitter. Are you G Tom Mac everywhere? G Tom Mac everywhere. G Tom Mac everywhere, you guys. So we'll promote like when the uh, actual CD is available, when and you can download it for everybody, so everybody gets it. Because we, first of all, you want to support all this stuff, and and all the Lost Boys fans, I think, have supported you for many, many years, and and I think they will continue because this is fabulous. So we want to make sure everybody supports it. Um, I want to give you a shout out too, just to say congratulations uh, for the song "Eyes on the Prize" that you did from Gray Lady. I know we were going to try and have you guys on then, but we were already booked. Uh, but congratulations, because you did the song and you're in the film too, I believe, aren't you? Yeah, with Eric Dane and Natalie Z, and it was a really cool little film. It's on demand now, as quickly as things go in and out of movie theaters, you know. But um, yeah, it's a cool little movie. It was really fun to be part of it. I really enjoyed it. And Rebecca Gayhart, I love Rebecca Gayhart. <laughs> yeah, she's. she's- She's like gorgeous too. Like I I've should have taken her. that name, Ron Gay Hart. Yes, Ron Gay Hart. And then we want to challenge everybody too. Name. You guys, so G. Tom Mack has a zillion albums out, and you know what? I never knew that you had an album called First. I, I went on iTunes, and I have all your other stuff, but I don't have Full Circle of Mad Years, eighties, nineties, and two thousands. So uh, I know that's an older album that you did. I think I don't know a couple of years ago, but what a cool album of you singing songs from all these different shows. Yeah, movies, TV, you know, uh, songs that other people had, you know, had hits of mine uh, with, and um, I can't even remember. I think it was like twenty six songs on there. But yeah, I put it out. It was, everybody kept saying, "God, why don't you put out a compilation set?" And I thought, "How do I do that?" And um, well, I know how to do it, but it's just a matter yeah. of putting right songs out because I've had songs in fifty some odd movies and one hundred fifty whatever. I have lost a track. lot, a lot. 
had songs in. But, but yeah, you know, I thought it was a cool thing to uh, do, and fans seemed to like it. I love it. So here's what we want everybody to do. You guys follow G Tom Mac on Twitter. It's at G Tom Mac. Get all his stuff. Uh, even though he's extremely successful, he's still an, like an indie artist, and you guys need to like buy his stuff. Uh, go support him in all his shows. If you go, what's your website? It's gtommac.com. Oh, I should have known that. gtommac.com because he's got some shows coming up uh, in I think October, September, and October. Um, yeah. So you- yeah, join um, September eighth through the 10th in Indianapolis at a horror hound convention and then doing a um, in, in Los Angeles um, on September 30th which is really going to be fun it's up in Malibu I can't remember the actual grounds that it's on but it's a, it's a sleep all day party all night where people actually come up and it's a whole Lost Boys event and I'm going to perform and I'm going to show the movie and people stay all night and um, it's pretty awesome so there you uh, go so, so go to g tom mac for all the other like updates too everybody you can go to g tom mac because we gotta like we gotta like skedaddle uh, i wish you all the luck with the uh, lost boys a uh, lost boys story the musical i think the soundtrack's gonna be phenomenal and we want to congratulate you on all your success and thanks for coming on the show and as we say in theater thing i wanted to mention i'm going to live oh, yeah. a play at on there which i'm really looking forward to going back to england and also doing um london um Slaughtered Lamb, I think it is. So that's going to be a good fun as well. So just want to put my peeps in England at rest that I'm coming back to perform. So there you go. Good. Yeah. And I wanted to say, as we say in theater, break a leg because it's going to be great. Well, a Lost Boys story, I have good, I now can actually feel confident about it, even though I still don't sleep at all <laughs> because it, every day it's something that's going on with this thing, but it's really, I'm really proud of it. I'm glad the fans are reacting the way they are to just the music alone. There you go. So congratulations and thanks so much. And we'll see you in social media, G. Have a good one. Thanks, thanks for coming you. on. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, my, Bye. Give my regards to everyone in England. There you go. Hey, what's up, Chad? Save the queen. Yes, sir. Save yeah, the, queen. Save the right. queen, Liz Lawrence. Actually, he's like so like like Ron is so into the England. We've been watching all these like fake Downton Abbey shows, which none of them are like Downton Abbey. And we really did watch Michelle Dockery has a show on TNT uh, called Good Behavior, and it is freaking fabulous. amazing. You have got to watch it, everyone. She is incredible. She wears wigs. She changes accents. She has an American accent. She's a a, a common thief. She's a drug addict. She's a whore. She's a murderer. Busy. She's a, a, a she's everything disgusting and awful. But you will love her because she's wonderful. She's got a good heart. She plays it with an American accent. She's supposed to be an American girl. Uh, Michelle is an actress that is just beyond. I mean, she doesn't stop at anything. I'm crazy about her, and I'm going to follow her career and and help her to get really super famous and i'm gonna get every person that i can on the show who's worked with her until one of them like helps introduce us to her so we can get her on the show well you know (laughs) lara spencer a good morning america is like my other daughter you know she was raised in my house my daughter leslie was in her wedding party lara is a dear friend of our family and i'm going to ask lara uh when i see her what was michelle like when she came on good morning america but she came on with the whole crew and lara really didn't have a chance to nitpick 
nitpick? No. What is the word I'm looking for? Pick a brain. Right, pick a brain. But uh, Michelle, please, everyone, follow her. Look her up. See her new TV show. She's not on Twitter, but she is on Instagram. It'll knock the hell out of you because it has a surprise ending that's, that I didn't figure out. I mean, I really enjoy it, and I love you, Michelle, very much. I love you because you give me such joy in watching your beautiful face, your lovely figure, your gorgeous clothes. You have wonderful voice. That's a big voice. deal because he doesn't say that about anybody no. who's not well, from the fifties. Well, I did. 50s. I did about Jane. Jane Russell. <laughs> I know that's what I'm talking about. If they weren't from Turner Classic Movie Days, no. you don't usually well, like Grace them. Kelly. You know Jane. Jane Russell, Rita Hayworth. These women were incredible women. They don't make them like that today. But Michelle is absolutely a revelation. She is just. The best thing that I've seen, you know, I've been watching stuff for 55 years, so I'm a pretty good um, critic on who can act and who can't. She's brilliant. Please, everyone, follow her, watch her, and you'll agree with me. So let's do a quick commercial. We want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. And you can hear us Wednesdays live on our home station of W4CY Radio with the fabulously talented Chad Murphy. Sweet. You can also hear us on Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Monster FM Radio in New York, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on iHeart Radio anytime you want, you guys. Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Apple TV, and Spreaker. And on television, you can see us on Roku, Vimeo, and YouTube. And if you run into me in the street, you can hear me in person. There you go, which people do. I know. I, I talk to. I've been stopped by a lot of people. Not a lot, but I've been stopped by people, and they say, "You look so familiar. Where do I know you from?" And I say, "Probably from having an affair with your wife, or if it's the wife, I say probably from having an affair with your husband." <laughs> and they put it together. They say, "Oh, now I know where I know you from." <laughs> but I get. I sign autographs. I'm very embarrassed doing so. I feel stupid signing an autograph. I have no idea why people do that ask for autographs they probably throw them away anyway but you know to be polite you do it um the more we do the show the more visible we become the less privacy we have and uh you know it could be dangerous sometimes i don't like really going out alone anymore because you never know who doesn't like you because of this show but most know. people like us well only what's going don't. on down south, down south with the hatred for blacks jews and gays makes me a little uneasy Absolutely. So anyway, I think, uh, oh, first of all, you guys, we went and saw a good movie. I, uh, we saw two movies, actually. One of yeah. them wasn't so good, but I don't want to bash it since one of the stars of it's coming on in two weeks. But it wasn't great. And, uh, but we did see Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron, and it's okay. The music in it is the best music like on the planet, but the rest of the film is, is It was okay. good. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those Different. sort of today films. But the film that I love that had us on the edge of the seat is Halle Berry in Kidnapped. Kidnapped. Everybody, go see it. You, you, you bite your fingernails down to your knuckles. It doesn't stop moving from the beginning of the film when her child is kidnapped till the end of the film is one outrageous, nerve-wracking, screaming at the screen, hit him, crash into him, kill him. I mean, everybody in the theater was totally nuts. Jimmy and I love the movie. Go see it. It's certainly worth seeing. I don't think it's a TV home film. You want to see it on the big screen with the good sound to get the full effect. And Halle Berry, who's what, 50 now? Yeah, something like that. Something like, is still stunningly, magnificently gorgeous. That smile, those teeth. And She's just a beauty, that Halle Berry. When you go see it, 
you'll recognize the guy who does the kidnapping in it right? as Lou Temple, who's been on our show. Actually, it was a really popular show. We talked right. all about acting and the acting right. process. And, and he's, he's a sweetie pie. Here he plays the most disgraceful human being, probably like something from the South that was in the news this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I picture that exactly. The character was one of those characters that was awful people. Anyway. Um, it's we, very good, though, and he was really good. I want to give him props. You guys know him I'm from The Walking Dead. And uh, it was just really, it was just really, it's always fun to see people that you've met because we've actually met him in person and we've had him on the show through yeah. Skype. It's always fun to see those people when their careers, you know, are going from television to like mainstream movies with the biggest stars in the world. So congratulations to Lou Temple uh, for that role and, and props up to him. So I think it's really cool. Also, we're going to do a little plug for Zorpads, you guys. So this is a really cool item and they sent us some for free. And I've tried it, and it actually works phenomenally well. And a Zorpad is interstellar shoe odor destruction. Um, it's made from – it destroys odors. It doesn't have a mess. It lasts up to 60 wears. It sticks in place. It's only $5 a pair. And if you go to Zorpads.com and you use the code Jimmy, you get it for $4. It's NASA tested. Put it in your shoes, and – they won't stink anymore, and it works because I have a few pairs of shoes that I wear all the time that smell terrible. And Well, the reason being that Jimmy and I are great fans, and we have many, many pair, I mean really too many pair of Toms. The Tom shoe is fabulous. It's a, a cloth shoe with a rubber base, and if you wear it for two days, they smell like mackerel or somebody dead, died in your shoe, and they're rotting. I mean, the stench is unbearable. So if you put these things in, the stench goes away, and it smells like normal. It's fabulous. So go to Zorpads.com, enter in the code Jimmy. You get it for $4 a pair. Um, it's NASA-tested technology, and you can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Zorpads, which is Z-O-R-P-A-D-S, or go to Zorpads.com. You're going to love it, you guys. It's a really great product. I'm, I, mean, I love it. People, we were in Bed Bath & Beyond the other day, and Jimmy brought me over. He said, look at these, these perfumes, and I said, oh, let me smell them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what they were for. And therefore... Oh, when, wait, wait, tell them what this is called. What is it called? It's called poopery. Oh, poopery. <laughs> if you go to someone's home, or if you're a young girl single and you're shacking up with a guy, and you make a poop in the toilet and you don't want it to smell, you sprinkle this in the toilet bowl and it smells heavenly. And I thought to myself, have we gone totally mad? I mean, are we not the most? Chad, have you ridiculous? ever heard of that poopery? Sure, it's, I think that lady would do commercials right there on the toilet, smiling. And, yes, yeah. she does them on the toilet. Yeah, that's what it was. I couldn't believe it. I mean, Lovely. I thought, now this is ridiculous. <laughs> We're really so embarrassed of all of the things that we do that are natural. Not anymore. I mean, this is this is nature. You know, we're all animals, and we all do the same thing. What I love is when people are walking their dog, and they pick up the dog poop with a plastic bag. I did that once, and I threw the freaking thing over the, the woods because it was hot and mushy and horrible. I thought, I'm never doing this again. So Jimmy walks the dog. I couldn't stand, you know, picking it up, that feeling. Ugh. <laughs> well, anyway. so now, I have to pick up the dog poop. I pick it up twice a day. Jim, Jimmy must be into scat because he loves <laughs> yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, somebody's got to do it. Otherwise, they're going to poop in the house. <laughs> no, they don't poop in the house. You got There was plenty of woods here. Let them poop with the reindeer and everything out in the <laughs> freaking woods. Right. Let them all poop together and have a pooping good time. There you go. What are you going to do? So, Chad, let's take a quick music break. How's that? Let's do it. All right. So, actually, do you have slightly left of center yeah, I like available? That. I like that tune. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so this is slightly left to center, you guys. They're a great Australian band. The name of the song is Naked. Uh, Eileen Shapiro just interviewed him for uh, Huffington Post and Louder Than War. It's a really cool band. I like them a lot. 
And um, I think you guys will like this song. It's a little maroon. They kind of got a maroon five kind of feel or whatever feel. But I really like them. So this is Naked by Slightly Left of Center. And don't go away because Shane. Uh, hello. Sean Kanan's coming Sean on. Sean Kanan is coming on. And he's a good friend of ours. So it's going to be a very funny show. Here we go. Jimbo. Hey, everybody. So uh, that was Slightly Left to Center, and the name of the song is Naked. Naked. 
notice how he says they have another one called euphoria that's really but you notice how he says naked like a pervert like you picture him you know with a mask on in the dark sneaking along a wet wall really following you into the alley and then you hear him say i want you naked that's how i met him that's how i met him he was wonderful (laughs) he was wonderful i met him in an alley with wet walls that was a mall Pushed me against the wet wall and my whole back got wet. Okay. What'd you say, Chad? It was a mall. Let's get out of Fantasyland. It was a mall. It was a clean cut mall with all married <laughs> Boca. people were in Boca. Boca. What'd you think you're going to pick me up in some crappy little shit town mall like a Kmart? <laughs> no. You'd never find me in Kmart. What do you mean? We go to Kmart all the time. Who goes to oh, Kmart? Busted. That's Kmart? I thought it was. <laughs> we don't buy like I clothes it was or anything. I think it was Walmart. We go to both Kmart and Walmart That's for worse. like tape and like no 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 one of them has the most delicious apple pie ever i know that's walmart that's wall see i had these marts i I don't know the people in them are really something to see where do they come from these people oh i mean they look like people that just didn't give a shit about themselves and they ate themselves to death and didn't dress or bathe or make up or have haircuts or color their hair or wear nice clothes just some of the most hideously horrible human beings are in there. God bless them. I mean, they're happy. I'm not. They're happy. I always have to worry. Is my hair nice? Is my face looking good? Do I look wrinkled? Do I look... That's a pain in the ass. By the way, somebody on Facebook, and I forgot who, but this is the truth, wanted to know my uh, facial regime. Like, What did I do? And I said, since very young, I would put olive oil on my face when I was a young boy because we didn't have the products that we have today, like DMK. Uh, If we had DMK when I was little, you know, I would certainly have used it. I know uh, when I was very little, like five, uh, Danae Montague King started designing his product. (laughs) I got you, Danae. (laughs) I got you. Anyway... That's my regime, regime, honey. There's no big deal. I follow the program. I have all of his stuff, and it's very simplistic. He tells you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and you keep your face greased and moisturized. But it's not greasy. That's the good thing. You put his stuff on, and it just goes in. It's wonderful. But anyway, if you don't take care of your skin, you're going to look like shit. I mean, that's a, that's a common thing. You take care of your nails, don't you? If you go for a manicure, if you don't get manicures, what are you going to have, broken nails? And you look like a crap. So the way you take care of your toenails and your nails, you got to take care of your hair and, of course, your face. And your skin. And your skin, and it's all about skin. I look about 55. People think Jimmy and I are the same age, and that's no lie, and I look very young for my age. And I'm not cosmetically done. I have no injections in my face, nothing. I just have good skin. And if your skin is young looking, you're going to look young. It's, it's, it's ABC. It's common sense. If Drew you, says thank you. Who? Drew. Why, Drew? Why, why is he thanking me? Because you're saying you have to take care of your skin and you're mentioning DMK. Oh, please, DMK. That I old think it's JanaeMKing.com, you guys. He's my buddy for 100,000 years, that old bitch. And I'm not using his stuff because uh, I want to like bullshit people i use it because it's good if his stuff didn't work you think i would talk about it i don't do that absolutely you know me (laughs) you know i'd be the first one to say put it on your face and your face falls Falls in the sink you know your nose will fall (laughs) off your lips will get crooked no it, it, it works it's good anytime you put good product on your body hair nails face everywhere else it's good so 
if you want. It's expensive. Check it it's, out, you guys. Go to yeah, but it's not cheap. You can't. It's not like you go to Kmart or Walmart and you get product for a dollar forty nine. It's not any more expensive than the other. No, it's brands, not. Though. But it is for most people. It can be costly, but. He has a way of you doing it where you don't necessarily have to buy the entire re, the entire process. I mean, I'm crazy about the moisturizer. So if I couldn't afford his line, I would only buy the moisturizer and screw everything else. But you got to do it all. Go if, to, it, if you don't do it all, it really doesn't work. So let's go to D-A-N-N-E-M-King.com and you can check it out. And Chad. And by the way, I don't get paid for this and it's not a commercial. It's just because he's my dearest friend. He is Liz Lauren also, who I tease all the time. And I like to help spread the word uh, okay, to, my, to my friends on the show. So here's what we're going to do. Chad, let's play Thaddeus Gonzalez, Silver Inside. And while you're playing that song, you guys, um, just single just came out, you guys. Uh, great rock, rock star group. The guy's really, really cool. And while we're doing that, we're going to call Sean Kanan. And then when we come back with the song, we should Yay, be on Yay for How's Sean. That? We love Sean. Rock and roll. He's All right, everybody, here you go. Silver inside, my friends.
There you go, Jimbo. Hold on, what was he doing? That was Thaddeus Gonzalez from Silver Inside. Oh, we're back now. Hey, what's up, Sean? How you doing? Hey, guys. It's so good to be with you again. How are you? Me too. We miss you. So hang on. We never got to see you now. We never got to Palm Springs. You know, I'm I'm down in Palm Springs now for a while, so... Or you guys need to come back to Palm Springs for a while. We're trying. You know, it's hard. We're, we're fighting with our builder, competing mm-hmm. to sell our house because the builder keeps giving the people better shit if they buy from him and not from us. So we've lost <laughs> a lot of sales. It's really a horrible business. I think I'm going to have to call up people in Brooklyn and have them blow up the development. Call <laughs> the builder. Just, not, don't, just don't blow up ours. So hold on. Here's what we're going to do. So we have to introduce you. Do the intro. Okay. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the gym. Oh, wait. Hang on one minute. Sean, it's really annoying me. Can you just get that hair, like, lifted up the camera? Lift up the camera just a little teeny bit more because we're cutting because like an inch off of your head. You're so handsome. I want to give the full monster. Tilt it up. Think- Another way. Hey, like that. Oh, right, that was right, good. Right. Okay, wait. Hang on. Bear with me. That's all yeah, right. Wait, 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 hey, everybody, live We TV. go through this every week. <laughs> no, now your forehead. Oh, now, now, now you, now there we there, go. Oh, oh, no, oh, I'm gonna, I'm when gonna he come, sits back. No, when he sits back. I'm coming good. to Palm Springs, and I'm going to knock you on your ass. <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's good like that. Good. Just make sure you he talk loud. Good. Just make sure you talk <laughs> loud so we can hear you, and we'll be good. You're so okay. good looking, and you need the hair. Without the hair, you know, you look a little weird. <laughs> you lose 50% of it. <laughs> yeah, no, you look good. I had you. I'll ask you all these questions on the air. Okay, hold on. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented author, actor, producer, comedian, Mr. Sean Kanan. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me back. I missed you. Yeah, absolutely. We missed you, too. And uh, we don't really have to introduce everybody. Just say hi to Ron. Hi. Hey, Ron. Yep. You know, I've, I've been so excited all week when Jimmy told me he booked you on again because, you know, we had such a great time when we met, uh, what is it, a year or two ago? A year ago. A year ago. And um, your wife is fabulous. How is she? Thank you. She is uh, She is actually in the other room dealing with some business stuff. And, oh, could uh, she, I mean, she come on and say hello for a minute? Uh, I, I love, no, she's, she's beautiful. Let me see how beautiful his wife actually. is. She's not dressed well. Oh, they, they never are. They, they're pigs in the house. And when really they go dressed. out, they're all dolled up. I love it. No, but we had yeah. fun. Remember, we were in New York, and you guys were at the comedy club, and Ron got into the act, which was awesome. Did I really? <laughs> he yeah. always does. What did the I do? Comedian, don't you remember? No. Yeah. I have very little memory. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, we have, cause, uh, we have a guy coming on the show, um, uh, Icavelli. And Icavelli said that he was there that night. I didn't meet him, but he said that you used his projector. Um, and he was one of the comedians that was there that night. So really, like, a nice guy that I... I think I remember the comedian that was right. there. Heavy set fella, right? Funny? No, Ike's not heavy set. No? No. There See, was a heavy set. I have there no was a memory. Lot of com- there was a whole lot of comedians. So are you hanging with Garrick and Tony in their lovely little house? I have not seen Garrick and Tony in a little while, but I have a feeling I'm going to see them in October because Michelle and I are chairing... Uh, an event for the uh, the Cancer Society at the Purple Room, okay. and it's a lip-syncing event, and I'm sure Garrick and Tony will not only be there, but will probably be singing some kind of a duet. <laughs> yeah. Nelson, I, Nelson I, Eddie, and Jeanette my wife, uh, I was just informed by, by Michelle, uh, I think, yesterday that I'm now forced to do a duet, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, but you sing. Uh, yeah. They don't, don't ever hear Garrick or I Tony sing. Like, I want to do something where I can be Mick Jagger. There you go. Instructions. Cool. First, David, 
and we'll do a duet like that. I thought that'd be kind of fun. First of now, all, what soap opera are you on again? I'm not on any right now. So what were you on? Uh, well, I, let's see. I, I've done four of them. I've done General Hospital, Sunset Beach, Bold and the Beautiful, and Y&R. And uh, I was uh, most recently on Bold and the Beautiful a couple months ago. What'd you and, play? What'd you play? Uh, I'm no longer start. on the show, and I've been uh, have been working on a lot of other fun product projects. What was your character in uh, the the Bold and the Beautiful? Whatever. Deacon Sharp. Deacon Sharp. Were you nasty or good? I was I was definitely uh, lean more towards the nasty side, but fun nasty. Like you know, I made it I made it fun to be bad. Right. So all of you out there that are soapies, you know you know who he is. What else do we? Do? I'm doing the usual bullshit no, no, that we I, do. Let on me an do it because that's the stuff I do. And then oh yeah, you do that boring <laughs> stuff. I do the funny first of stuff. All, no, I was googling stuff on uh, on you first of all, and I didn't know that you were. Uh, uh, th- I didn't know that The Bold and the Beautiful is the number one syndicated show in daytime in 120 countries. Yeah, it's, it's like, pretty crazy. It's really fun to watch um, these younger kids who come on the show, and they're on for a couple months, and then they get sent to go do a press trip to Italy, or they go to, uh, to France or somewhere like that, and they are recognized by everybody there, and it's crazy because that doesn't happen when you're on other soap operas. Uh, uh, you know, General Hospital and YNR, they're not syndicated like this. But Bold and the Beautiful, uh, you know, 110 countries. I mean, it's it's crazy uh, how many different languages I can speak fluently on TV. Well, the reason you're not on the Bold and the Beautiful anymore is because the producers called me and they wanted me to come on the show. And I said, no way. If Shane is there, I'm sure, Sean, Shane, if Sean is there, I refuse to be on the show because he degrades the show. So they fired you. That's why you're no longer on the Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, I was wondering why, Ron. Now I'm playing, now I'm playing your part. <laughs> Job actually, you've got a good lot of makeup. <laughs> good makeup to make me look thirty. <laughs> good makeup. Actually, one thing I found out about you too is that you're like freaking fifty years old, dude. Like you don't look you anywhere don't look near 50. fifty. I'm not like I'm not like freaking fifty. I'm freaking fifty. <laughs> I know, yeah, I but you're even... like me. I'm fifty. Nobody believes it. <laughs> you look fantastic. Yeah, but you drink uh, vampire's blood or something. No, I use DMK. Danae Montague King's product. But seriously, I'm 77 now. What are you plugging? What are you plugging? You know what? I'm not plugging it. I must tell you the truth. I I say it because I want people out there to look better. If the crap didn't work, I wouldn't talk about it. But it does work. Trust me. It's good. Is it skincare? Hmm? Yeah, skincare. Is is it skincare? But it really works. And I don't get paid for this. And Danae doesn't even know I do it. He's my dearest Mm. friend. He doesn't even know I do it. I do it because not really to sell his product. I do it to let people know that if you have bad skin, pockmarks and all that nasty stuff, which I've never had, uh, this stuff works. It, 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 for, for once in the world, something has come along that's not baloney. When I see you, we'll talk about it. You can try some right. of my products. I, mean, I, I, do, I do represent a skincare company, so uh, <laughs> I go over to Italy to represent a company called Skin. I, don't, don't get, Jane. I use his stuff and love it. Wait, what's it called? We'll give, him a plug. give him a plug. What's it called? Uh, it's called Skin, S-K-I-N-N, by Dimitri James, and it's on Evine, and you know, it's on all the uh, it's on all the different uh, telemarketing shows. I mean, the, you know, the, the TV uh, shows like QVC, etc. And uh, I'm the guy that that does it over in uh, Italy. That's good. oh, I've yeah. heard of that product. That's the one that if you <laughs> close to your nostrils, your nostrils melt. 
<laughs> no, it's terrific. I use. I honestly, I use it every day. I bet Any? you. If I, let's let's have a, a cream off, and we'll use, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll use Danae's product, and we'll use your product, and I guarantee you, his moisturizer's got some kind of crap in it that's fabulous because it really moisturizes yeah. the skin. It works. People in the chat room are asking questions, and they said, "I have a question for Braun. I know that Sean has a cookbook. Tell us the name of your cookbook." Uh, my cookbook is called uh, The Modern Gentleman, uh, Cooking and Entertaining with Sean Cannon. And they want to know if Ron cooked anything from it. We have it on our like on our bookshelf with all the like cool celebrities that Ron, have given us books. Uh, no, Let me tell you a little bit about Ron. Ron lives in a townhouse with a kitchen that's two by two, with a stove that's a piece of shit, <laughs> with pots that are dented, and Ron bangs those pots against the wall, breaking holes in it because he hates where he lives. He's frustrated. <laughs> Like tonight, I'm cooking. You know what I'm cooking? What Chinese food. Chinese food. Oh, we're, yeah, we're bringing it in from our restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you need a kitchen. You, need, you know, I've always had a wonderful big home. I've always had big kitchens where you had countertop. This townhouse, I'm cooking next to the sink. So if I'm not careful in making a roast, the roast can slip out of my pan and go right in the sink. So it's no fun cooking when you're in a slum. I hate where I'm yeah, it's, it's, it's a luxury to have a nice big kitchen when you cook. Yeah, you know, that. you know that. So when are you going to cook for us? Yeah, I would love to cook for you guys. we gotta, we got to get sort of in the same time zone first. We're yeah, well, when you, come, we are when, you, when you and your lovely wife come to the house, you and I will have a cook-off. We'll both cook together. I absolutely love that. I've done it before. In my gigantic kitchen, because I'm having a kitchen. We'll videotape the whole thing because it'll probably go viral. I'm looking at a house. I'm looking at a house right now. To, uh, get a copy of the book. It's a bit. Uh, they can get it at uh, SeanCanyonTheModernGentleman.com, and there's a really great story in the book about when I did exactly what we're discussing. I had a cook-off in Italy with an Italian. We had to go out and shop that day and bring the food back, and then we cooked it for uh, for six models, and they decided. Food they like better. There you go. I'm looking at a house right now in Palm Springs, 3,900 square feet. And I no, think 2,800. No, that's not the one. I wouldn't live in that Where bungalow. is it? Where is it? I can't tell because then people will find us and kill us. <laughs> because they want to kill gay people. They want to kill Jews, blacks, and gays again. We're back in the execution market. So we don't tell people where we live. But it's in Palm Springs. Let them go look. Good. Well, I would love to have you guys back here. Absolutely, we, we can't, can't wait. wait. Now you're going to buy there, rent there, or hang there. What are you doing? No, we uh, we own we own a couple properties here, so we're staying in one of our places uh, down here right now. So uh, are you one of those uh, people that are trying to get out of Palm Springs because you're renting? No, I love Palm people. I mean, um, you know, we they had, don't like uh, you. Michelle and I had five kids between us, uh, or as I like to say, the dream killers, and right. we had a house in Pasadena, and this was our sort of our weekend getaway place. The kids right. are all moved out now, and so we didn't need the big house, so we're, we're staying at our place down in Palm Springs. I'm loving it. That's oh, Palm Springs is the best place. I don't want to make too I much publicity. It. You know what? The more we talk about it, the more people move there, the higher the prices go. So let me buy first, then we'll talk about how <laughs> you wonderful buy first, it is. then we'll say nice things about it. That's, That's right, right, and we'll get the prices okay. to go up. Right. So for now, I'm going to say Palm Springs is on the San Andrea Fault. Built directly on it. If an earthquake comes, Palm Springs will be shaken to the ground. And so don't be, move there until after will, we get and there. You will, and you will die. So, <laughs> so wait until we get there, and all then right. you can come here. So also, okay. So I got this thing because like I've seen all these pictures now. You have a new T-shirt out, and it's got Mike Barnes oh. from Karate Kid Three, and I think that people will really buy that. I think it's such a badass T-shirt. I don't. I don't have one in front of me right now. I guess I should have, but. 
Bad uh, marketing. The iconic character I played, Mike Barnes from Karate Kid 3, and it says, uh, your karate's a joke. And, you know, the reason I did that was because, uh, I don't know if you guys read this, it was in the trades, but Billy Zabka and Ralph Macchio, who were in yep, yep. Karate Kid 1 and 2, and yeah, they're doing a, a sitcom based on the Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a comedic TV show based on the Karate Kid. I thought, you know what, this is great timing. I mean, people always sort of like nostalgia, um, and uh, and I thought I'd come out with this uh, T-shirt, and people have been loving it. I love it. So where do they go to get it? Uh, again, they can go to the same website, which is Sean Canaan, the modern gentleman.com. And there you go. There. Get it, and we'll, we'll send it out to you. And if you want, I'll sign it for you. I think it's hilarious, and I think it's really cool. And since that was kind of like a big break for you in the first place, everybody like kind of like knows that. And and when you yeah. did your comedy show and you did the bits about the Karate Kid, it was so freaking hilarious. Um, you know, for any anybody who like you know knows that anything about it, which everybody does, because it was such a cool movie. See, now my memory came back. I remember we went to see you on in the comedy show. <laughs> 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 hey, are, you're not you're not chewing on those aluminum pots and pans, are you? No, he's not chewing okay. on well, them. No, I think if I chewed on them, I might get better. <laughs> Maybe I'm lacking aluminum. But now I, you know what it is, Sean. We go to so many things. We've got so many people we know in the business that it takes me a long time to remember the who, the what, the where, and the when. But it comes to me in time. So let's go. You were funny. I remember you. You were very funny. No, it was very it, funny. Yeah, well, so I like- I've, got, I've got another show coming up uh, this Sunday in uh, Burbank, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. It's at the Colony Theater in Burbank, and I'm performing with Sean Kerrigan from The Young and the Restless and a really funny guy named Justin Ruppel, who won Dana Carvey's uh, national show, First Impressions. And uh, if people would like to come, it's this Sunday. Uh, the show starts at 8, doors are open at 7, and we do have a few tickets left, and they can get the tickets at www.itsmyseat.com forward slash comedy. What's the price of the ticket? What's the price of the ticket, he said? Yeah, what's the price of the Uh, ticket? I think if you get them them in advance, they're like $30 in advance. It includes drinks, and uh, and then the VIP tickets are a little more, and that includes more drinks and uh, a VIP meet and greet. Oh, that's I good. Got the that whole seems thing. fair. Yeah, we've got, you know, we've got the, the thing that's cool about it is we've got all sorts of RSVPs from people that the fans know. We've got you know Tristan Rogers from General Hospital, and we've got Windsor Harmon from Bold and the Beautiful, and oops, we just fell, guys. Patricia Darbo, who's been in a million things. Anyway, a lot of people that you recognize will be there, and it's going to be a, a really great evening. So let's go back. So it's August 20th, you guys. It's called Daytime After Dark because it's starring all the daytime soap opera people, which is a great name. Starring Sean Kane and Sean Kerrigan. I also wrote down Brian McDaniel. Is he still part of the Brian show? Yeah, be too from TMZ. And then Ju- Justin Ripple, and it's hosted by Jeff Rector, and it's at the Colony Theater, 555 North 3rd Street in Burbank, California. And to get your tickets, you go to www.itsmyseat.com slash comedy. That's downtown beautiful yeah. Burbank, which now has become beautiful. You know, when I lived in California, Burbank was crappy. Now it's very chic and nice restaurants, and it's turned around. Years ago, Johnny Carson used to make jokes about downtown, beautiful downtown Burbank. It was, right. just, was just Warner Brothers, you know, and a couple right. of stores. The rest of it was factories and bums and... Oh, yeah, it's going to be changed now. You know, yeah, it's like the now it's very cheap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
every place has changed now. Nothing is quite the same as it was. We had less people in those days. Now we have so many people here that people are going anywhere and regentrifying and making it beautiful, which is good. Right. So I love Tristan Rogers, by the way. <laughs> Do you go to his yeah. white trash party in Palm we're, Springs? Yeah, we're good friends with Tristan and his wife, Teresa. Um, actually, my wife was out with Teresa last night. And, uh, you know, Tristan is a, a really, really great actor. Um, he's a little bit of a curmudgeon. So getting him out of his house, out of Palm Springs, is like takes an act of Congress. So the fact that he's actually uh, driving up to uh, Burbank to see my show, uh, I'm pretty amazed. There you go. I feel the same way he does. You know, I lived in Palm Springs for eight years. And then I made the mistake of having a, like a nervous breakdown and I left the business. I left my TV show. No, I had a very big t hit TV show, set the record straight. I interviewed the great legends of Hollywood. You know, Jane Russell, okay. Laura Bacall, you Cliff Robertson, out. all the people. And I had a flip out. I just didn't want the business anymore. And I moved to Florida, which was a mistake. And in Florida, I felt like I was about to die of old age any minute. And then I right. met Jimmy. So I had to go to Florida to meet Jimmy. That was my destiny. And then I met Jimmy, and we moved up here to the woods in Pennsylvania where I was going to retire, you know, plant tomatoes and pick uh, off the deer uh, ticks, you know. <laughs> you guys remember that I'm from Pennsylvania, right? Yes, yeah, I did. We're, I don't know we're, if you we're, did. We're from, we live in New Hope next to Doylestown. So you're, you're on the New York side. Yeah. I, I, was, on the, I was on the Pittsburgh side. Right. right. That's so another story. About 40 minutes from Pittsburgh and uh, about seven minutes from the Amish community. Yeah, well, we live right in the Amish community. Yeah. They, well, not far. Well, not, not, the Mennonites. What, what are they called? Mennonites. Uh, Mennonites, they? yeah. Mennonites are, are, are That's what a we have. less strict, I think, than the Amish are. The Amish, the are, Amish don't even use electric. Yeah. Yeah, but you know something? The first time I took Michelle back to Pennsylvania, and I was really building up the Amish thing, and I was like, you're going to probably see, you know, people riding around in a horse and buggy. They Amish do. guy gets out of a horse and buggy with a cell phone. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that's a that's a no no. I think they do sometimes uh, bend the rules a little bit. They have lights on those carts now. We go to what's that town we go to? Um, Lancaster. Lancaster. We go to Lancaster, and like they have like them, and they have like lights on the. I mean, it's like they're like cars almost. They got lights yeah. and mirrors and all kinds of stuff. When we walk around, yeah, oh, if we go to Quakertown, where they really are. And we're dressed a little gayish, you know, like a little Palm Springish with some pink and yellow and powder blue. They look right. at us and then they turn away and they cover their eyes because they're, <laughs> no, they're afraid their yeah. eyes are going to go on fire. <laughs> You're like the only non-Amish that gets shunned. Yes. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. If we go in a store and one of them owns it, they say we're closed. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a line behind us that they take care of. I cannot wait to get out of Pennsylvania. It is the most beautiful place. Scenery is magnificent. The hills, the mountains. I'm nuts about upstate uh, Pennsylvania, the, the Poconos. It's fabulous. But the people, aside from you, are not that um, understanding of other people. They're not very friendly here. They don't like gays, period. That's 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 too bad. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't really my experience when I was there. But well, you're uh, not. I, I hate to hear that. That's terrible. You know so last I mean? so last time we had you on, we were promoting your comedy show, your a uh, different comedy show, and you had a film South Thirty Two coming out. Now since then, you've actually done a lot of stuff in the last year. I see all kinds of new projects on IMDb. Five kids. Well, what do you? Yes, I got it. Stuff. You know, like I Googled wait, wait, you who's got way. who? Who's got the three and who's got the two? 
No, you know what? Michelle has four, and I have one, and they are, okay. they're fantastic kids. And they uh, get along. They're not killing each one other. One just graduated uh, UCLA, uh, pre-med. <laughs> Another one is, uh, you know, he's working as an editor, and uh, the three girls that are younger are all doing great, so we're very lucky. I yeah, actually... this has been, actually been a busy time for me. Um, I did a film called Limelight, uh, which is having its world premiere at the Burbank International Film Festival on September 4th. And then I just finished hold a on, film. Hold on, hold on. Go back to Limelight. Go back to Limelight. So who's Paul Vandervoort? Because he's like in a lot of your things, so it has to be somebody you're good friends with. Well, Paul, Paul Vandervoort's a really interesting guy. Um, he came out to Hollywood and was like, I'm going to just start making movies. And uh, he's the star of Limelight. He also wrote it and uh, was one of the producers. And uh, he managed to get a terrific director uh, named James Cullen Bresick, uh, who's done about... People, I know him. Yeah, We're he's friends terrific. on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, uh, they, uh, they took me out to dinner one night and said, uh, how'd you like to play the bad guy? And I, I said, absolutely. It was a great part. Uh, I play a real sleazy Hollywood producer named Sergio Veneto. And um, the, the film looks great. Uh, you know, it's a low-budget film, uh, but they did a terrific job, and it's having its world premiere September 4th at the Burbank International Film Festival. I and Jonathan, you know, Nikki I, I turned that role down. <laughs> yeah. Because well, they... You, no, they wouldn't put, they would not put my name above the title of the movie. And I said, no way will I ever, ever do that. No, but it has Jonathan Lipnicki in it, the little kid from Jerry Maguire, all grown up. And uh, Keith. Keith 11 pounds. Yes, yes. He's got a huge head. And Keith Coogan, who we had on the show like many, many years ago. Actually, Keith and his, uh, his wife, Pinky, are good friends of ours. Love Keith. I mean, I grew, I grew up watching, you know, Keith's movies and then to, to, to get to work with them uh, was a, a real gas. He did a movie with Sean Astin where they're like the kids at the boarding school <laughs> yeah. that the terrorists come, whatever it is. That's like, I love that freaking movie. Do you know Michael Damien? I, I don't know Michael Damien. I don't know if I've ever met him or not. Uh, well, I don't friend know of him for sure. He's a friend yeah. of ours and he's got his sequel now to his first movie. Uh, whatever. Nice strong free dance. Yeah. Yeah. Promised me a part in the movie. No, seriously. And then he went ahead and filmed it without me. That's not nice. <laughs> I mean, I could. No, no, you know what? The next, the next film I produce, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll come up with a role for you. You're full of shit too. <laughs> no, I'm not. Listen, I put all my friends in my movies. Yes, but I happen to be an actor, an actor for 53 years. I'm not just a friend that wants to walk in his screen so that people could say, "Oh, there's so and so." I want to play a part, like a good part. Something meaty, right? Well, Something well, I, meaty. I, I, I want to play a part where I cut you to pieces and stab you in the eyes. <laughs> That's a good part. <laughs> so you also did a movie with Jaleel White, 5th of July, sometime recently? Yeah, I did. A, I did that was a lot of fun, too. I mean, and, you know, again, I mean, I've, I've been a fan of Jaleel's uh, uh, from Family Matters for years. And I just have a small part in that one, a couple scenes. There are no uh, small really parts. There are only small actors, right. <laughs> Um, so that was a lot of fun, uh, doing a comedy and, uh, I don't know when that's coming out. I haven't, I haven't heard much about that one. Uh, I don't know if they're still in post-production finishing that. Uh, and then I just did a, a cool period piece, uh, called in the absence of good men, or actually the absence of good men, uh, about the gang wars between the Irish, uh, gangs and the Italian gangs in 1920s Chicago. And, uh, it stars Jason Patrick and Peter Fascinelli from, uh, 
uh, Nurse Jackie and from uh, the Twilight series. And I love Mel Peter Pascalli. Yeah, he's great. Mel Gibson's son, Milo, plays Al Capone, and he is terrific in it. I love so, it. Uh, good movie. I think Universal picked it up. I think it's going to be distributed by Universal, from what I heard. Jason Patrick, was he a nice guy? Like, I love Jason Patrick. He was really cool. You know, um, I played the guy that was uh, always opposite him. And we had a scene where, uh, you know, he gets physical with me. And um, uh, we kind of expanded the scene. And him being the star of the, of the film, you know, if he wasn't open to that, it wouldn't have happened. And he was a very giving actor and sort of allowed my part to become just a little bit bigger and a little more important than, than it was in the script. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Great. Actually, we just had G. Tom Mack on before you. And G. Tom Mack did the song Cry Little Sister for the Lost Boys. Oh, wow. Uh, for the 30-year anniversary. And Jason Patrick is, like, the star of The Lost Boys. And so, Lost like... Fantastic. Yes, Love that's, it. like, our our six degrees of separation for today. Right? And he's got a new musical he's doing. He's turned The Lost Boys into, into a, a musical. musical. Yeah, he's doing a musical about The Lost Boys. He had such a great soundtrack. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, remember that, that guy, Tim Capello? Who yeah, we the, met him. We met him last year. Yeah, right. He played the, well, the saxophone? Yeah, he's fantastic. But he he asked me to... He asked me to star in this musical, and I said I couldn't possibly because I'll be out of the country then. <laughs> so you gotta like love. You're it. not so busy. I'm far busier than you are. I turn down scripts every day. You don't. I mean, you. What do you turn down? Five scripts a week. I turn yeah, down five five, five scripts a day. So first of all, I did a Google search on you though, right? So I wanted to like all this stuff to come up. First of all, I did want. There's this company. I forgot the name of it, and it tells how much things are worth, right? So I did this thing in the Jimmy Star Show. I Googled like what I it does. It. And it I says the Jimmy, Jimmy Star Show, um, based on like its social media presence and everything that's going on, is worth 10, generates $10 million a year. Oh, which, this... if we generate 100, we're fucking lucky. Yeah, I'd like to be able to buy him some. Money, for God's sake. Do the right no, thing, no, Jimmy. seriously. Yeah, but so then I Googled you. And it says Sean Kanan is worth $12 million. So I yeah. want to say that, um, first all of all, bullshit. what a great career that you're having. And I, like, appreciate it. And I need to, like, happily money doing. <laughs> yeah, $12 million. <laughs> well, if I didn't turn down all the scripts I do, I'd probably be worth 40 or $50 million. <laughs> You know, Angelina Jolie wanted me in a movie with her. And I said, Angie, I can't a movie with you because I know you since you're a child and I only look at you as a child I could never look at you as an adult so she told me to go fuck myself and go home <laughs> <laughs> so you also okay so then another thing because since you've been on the last time uh, we had Charles Shaughnessy come on and we also had Fran Drescher and since you were in both The Nanny and Happily Divorced there's another six degrees of separation yeah Fran was good Fran's, uh, Fran's terrific she's been wonderful to me uh, and again, another six degrees of separation. Uh, Charles Shaughnessy's uh, brother directs directed me in The Young and the Restless. He's uh, he's one of the rotating directors in uh, cool. Young and the Restless. David Shaughnessy, great guy. That's cool. Very good, nice fellow. Very very friendly. You know, yeah, we, he is. He's a great Bologna, You know, we lost Joe Bologna yesterday. Just yeah, just yesterday. And you yeah. know, it's 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 yeah, really sad. He, and I were actually. A, at Joe and Renee's home right. about, I want to say about four years ago, about right. four years ago for an event. And, you know, you, you obviously, Ron, know a lot more of his work than I do. But the one thing that I really knew, knew that he did was this film called Blame It on Rio. Oh, oh, great movie. I love that, that movie. That's one of his hit movies. Are you kidding? Yeah, one of I his love, big 
films. I love that movie so much. Oh, it's a great film. I went to Rio de Janeiro. And I got to see that movie right before I went. So I was already primed. Um, So I got a chance to meet him and his wife. And it was uh, really terrific people. I mean, you know, they're, they're Hollywood royalty. Yes, absolutely. Renee is very quiet, very sleepy. Renee is always like not bothered or unbothered. She has that attitude, but people think she's a snob. She's not a snob. That's just who she is. She's a Brooklyn Jew, and Brooklyn Jews do that. They whine. They, you know, whiny and complaining. Like she's always saying, "She's from Brooklyn." Yeah, she always <laughs> said. But, but every time I was with them, she'd say. Joe, I'm tired. Let's go home. Are you ready? And he would be <laughs> he would be talking a mile a minute. He was the most interesting man and funny, and I adored him. And I used yeah. to always look for him, no matter if, like, if I was invited to a function, I'd look to see if he was on the bill affair. And right. the last time I saw him was three years ago here in New Hope, when Renee oh, had there. a show. And he was wonderful. We sat in the lobby, talked for hours. And I don't know what it was, because he was already had pancreatic cancer he was diagnosed three years ago and suddenly he began talking about his father and his mother and his upbringing i mean it, it, anyway joe wherever you are rest, babe, in, peace. rest, rest in, peace. in peace what a wonderful guy nice like you just as down to earth and as, as people if you're a fucking snob and a hollywood bullshit artist i oh you gotta see what i do those people, you wouldn't believe it oh i tell how could you be so full of yourself why don't you open somebody else in for a minute? No, wait, wait, wait. Oh. They, who did you say that to? Oh, many people. He says oh, many, many. <laughs> no, many, many, no, many people. Not just one singular. Well, oh, you okay. know what it, you know what it is. It's um, you're at a cocktail party or you're at a big party, and I've there's heard a, of those. and <laughs> yeah, you know, you've been there, and you know there's a celebrity there that you want to interview or get to know. And you go over and you speak to them, and the next 20 minutes, it's all about what they're doing, who they are, and, what, and they don't give a shit about you. If you have a heart attack... Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're no, right. You know, I, I think you, one of the things, not to, not to plug my book again, but one of the things I think I say in my book is it's so easy when you're at a party to connect with someone because everybody wants to talk about themselves. All you have to do is say, tell me about you, and sit back. And, you know, you don't have to work in the conversation. It'll come to you. But, but you know what? Ten minutes later, they don't remember ever meeting you. That's the sad part because they live in their own world. I cannot give you the name of the actress, but she's a oh, very. Oh come on! No, I can't. I would never dare do it. No, I wouldn't because her career is hurting right now, and I and I don't want to add to it. But she was so involved. You probably know her also. Okay, don't do that. No, I mean he okay. probably knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, she was so involved with self. That she put herself in a corner, and now nobody wants to help her because she doesn't. She never liked anybody, or she was only using everybody and working everybody, and everybody. You know, for a while, but I think sooner or later that that behavior always catches up to you. It does, and now she can't get a job anywhere. I actually so have she, to commend you too. She's back in Canada, I have to commend you too, though, Sean, because you're like a people's actor, like. You know, like I see how the fans like respond to you and how you respond back, and you don't snub them, and I mean, that's what you have to do because, like, you know, you're in the spotlight, and everybody like looks up to you, and the fact that you treat your fans so well is why you have such a big following in the first place. And you're a nice guy. You're just a nice person. I mean, if I didn't like you, I would you I would be like cold. <laughs> you know, the people who follow my career have been really good to me, and and I honestly believe that they have they've helped my career a lot, and so. For me, it's a nice reciprocity to stay in contact when I can and make myself You know, just because we're in the business and we have some sort of 
recognition or fame. Mm. You think you're beyond everybody, and that's such bullshit. We work in yeah. a factory, 18 hours a day in a cold factory, torturing ourselves with crappy lines that are written by morons and trying to make them sound good, and cameramen that don't know their asses from their elbow with lighting. I mean, some of the movies I see today, oh my God, Robert Redford was in a film. The camera was two feet from him, and the brightness, you saw every pot, pothole, every pimple. Right. Oh, my God. I thought, who the, years ago, they would never do that. Jeez. No mercy today. Hold on. I think, I think, go, ahead. Okay. go ahead. No, go ahead and answer. I was going to say, we got three years minutes. Ago, oh, no, make it more. Ago, Are you fussy with your camera? Are you fussy with your camera, people? Um, no, I always, uh, I, I, make, I, I make it a point to get to know the DPs. Right. I'd like to know what lens they're using. Uh, I'd like to know what my, 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 my field is so that I'm not moving you know, exactly. in and out of field. Uh, because what happens is they'll get the shot, but you could wind up blowing a good take because you, you, know, you, 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 cross, uh, you cross too close to the camera, you move out of field. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, yeah, I, that's usually the very first or second person that I try and connect with uh, when I'm doing a film. Joan Crawford said many times, my cameraman made me a star. Yeah. She said, because she had the same cameraman for 30 years. They used to hold Venetian blinds on the on the lights to give her a shadow or a palm tree sure. to caress her hard face because she had very hard features. So they she really Oh, she was a star because of the camera. I believe that. I certainly do. Okay, so hang on, you guys, because we're out of time. We've got two minutes. So first of all, you got the good wanna, ones go so fast. You gotta, we gotta like uh, follow Sean Kanan on Twitter, you guys. It's at Sean Kanan. Everybody in the chat room saying they want his book, and they can go get his book. Tell me, Sean. They get uh, uh, www.seankananthemoderngentleman.com. Go to the shop and uh, the T-shirt, oh, yeah. the book, all the. Then, you guys, you want to get tickets August 20th for Daytime After Dark. It's a comedy show by all your favorite daytime soap opera stars, Sean Kane and Sean Kerrigan, Brian McDaniel, Justin Rupp Ruppel. It's hosted by Whoa. Jeff Rector at the uh, Colony Theater. And you go to www.itsmyseat.com forward slash comedy. It's this Sunday night. Doors open at 7. Uh, the show is at 8, and it's at 555 North 3rd Street, Burbank, California. And if you follow at Sean Kanan on Twitter, you'll see he's he's tweeting all about it, retweet it. Uh, I'm sure the show is going to sell out very quickly, and we want everybody to go and support it because it's a, he's very, very funny, you guys. It's going to be a great show. Please give your wife a hug for me. She was so was delightful. The night I met her, she was really delightful. She's a lovely girl. Yeah, she really is. I got that one, didn't I? Yes. What do you say? You're not exactly ugly. You know, she she did you're an no, actor. You, Ron, you know this. I mean it's not, you know, it, No you bullshit. Know. You're a working actor. She should she look. should she should kiss your ass a little too, you well, know. Well, I usually I gotta mean, give her a couple of drinks if I want that. No, no, no. You're, we gotta no. go, we gotta go. Oh, I don't wanna go. Can't we run over? <laughs> no, we can't run over Sean, you have to come back. I will come back anytime. And you guys better let me know when you come to L.A. so I can take you out to dinner. Absolutely. Oh, we we can't wait to come. There's no question about it. We, you know, we, have, we have so many friends in L.A. that when we move to Palm Springs, we're going to have parties for days. And you oh, and your wife, great. you'll be on the VIP list, which is our right. you know, always right. invited list. All and, right, everybody. And you'll we, meet we so go. many celebrities that you worked with. We got to go anyway. So, Sean, good luck with everything. Uh, daytime After Dark, everybody. Don't forget to, to get it and follow Sean Cannon on Twitter, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you Bye. so much, you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.
He's such a sweetie. He guy. sure is. Great guy. Great, we great guy. Him. Great talent. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. We got a great show next week. Please tune in. Glad we didn't have as many technical difficulties today, and we hope everybody uh, enjoyed the show, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Oh, I had a good time. I sure did. Nothing blew up. Tonight